everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast. This is the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Wow. Sorry. Is, Sorry. Is, uh, it's a little intense. Glenn, try to calm down. Man, Me? Take it easy, buddy. Take it easy, buddy. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I am one of your hosts, Rahila. Glenn Rucks here. And Kyle Reed. All right. So let's let's dive in. Uh, for those who are new to this podcast, we provide you with 30 minutes every week of positive, impacting personal development conversation. A lot of it is direct from our own experiences. And with that, for today's episode, what I'm going to do is hand it off to my boy, Glenn, and let you uh, let you hear from him what today's all about. So, Glenn. <laughs> You'll get through it. We We're are, here for you, yeah. buddy. We're here oh, for you. Are, in the words of Kamakara, we are far from being professionals. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's right. Far. And don't forget the hand motion. You cannot forget that. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Anyway, yes. Um, t- I'm going to talk a little bit about taking your work home with you. It's a real big problem. Almost everyone deals with it. Unless you've got that perfect dream job where you're always happy and nothing ever goes wrong, right? Doesn't everyone have that? Oh, yeah, man. Everyone does. You know, I, I got to tell you, we're done here. Have a nice day. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, stress and problems from work, um, they're already, you know, they're already stressful. They're already problems in your life. But there is a, a bigger risk to your, your life as a whole when you take those problems home with you. It can, it can affect your relationships with your family, with your friends. It, it can really destroy your own personal life. When you let your work bleed over into your personal life, it can destroy you in ways that only work can do. And it's even harder to get out of that kind of a destructive path. We see that with, you know, uh, heck, if you were to watch TV and any sitcom or daytime drama out there there's always a character out there that brings their work home with them they they take their problems out on their friends and family and it stresses their relationship it's usually done in a humorous manner or in a very uh depending on the show you're watching whether it's a sitcom or a drama you know it could be a a very damning way right Um, but it, it is a real thing it does happen and that's why even art like um TV shows mimic that and show that all the time. Um, it, it can really destroy your life. And today I kind of like to talk about how we can avoid bringing the problems from work home and infecting our personal lives with the problems that should stay at work. Hmm. So Rohit, what do you think? Infect, infecting. I like that strong word. Sorry. Well, it is. It is. Anger and and problems and hatred and and stress, it is an infection. It spreads through your entire life. I mean, it's like a virus. It spreads. Uh, Stress from work is is like, you know, a a 
curable disease that many of us don't even watch for. Hmm. Kyle, have you noticed how a lot of times when Glenn paints a picture, it's like deep down sad and depressing and bleak. I mean, he's talking about like <laughs> your life is on the verge of like, you know, <clears throat> the verge of death because of bringing this home. Oh, yeah. Man. You know how many relationships are ruined every year? Here, here's something for you to think about. 76% of relationships that fail every year are affected by work stress. That may not be wow. the only deciding factor, but 76% of the relationships that end are mm -hmm. at least have some impact from work stress. Think about is that. Is that a true fact? That is a true fact. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things that, that I think we want to at least let people know is, so you don't mean just the work that you bring home, but it's, it's the attitude that, that you bring home, the, the, the emotions that you bring home. Is, is that kind of where you're going with this? Yes. Yeah. So there, and, there are things that we can do to, you know, prevent bringing either the work or the stresses from work home, the emotions from work home. I could sit here yeah. and, and go on and on about the things I don't like about work, but if I'm doing that at home, what am I doing? I'm sharing that pain with everyone else. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I know I would enjoy hearing is both of you two have retail experience. And, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I know what it's like. You, if you have one bad customer interaction, it can throw off your entire day. And I know to a lot of people who don't have retail experience, that just sounds like, oh, yeah, right, you know, just get over it, help the next person, whatever. But, it, I mean, it gets you fired up. You get defensive. You you get the adrenaline flowing. It's hard to just simply let it go. And what I would like to know is what's the stress that you guys felt of that compared to the stress that you feel now in a in a professional working atmosphere? Oh man, um, that's a good question. I would say that I, I think <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. Um, I would say that sometimes it still happens, right? I think that when, when I think about it, you have to treat those things like, like a quarterback treats an interception. You got to have a short memory, right? It's it's good to learn from it, but you can't dwell on it, and you just move on. Um, retail was a blast for me. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the socialization, working with people, helping them solve problems, you know, kind of just pretty standard retail sales. Um, but yeah, when you do have a, a, a really poor encounter or interaction, it floods over into other interactions. You may be, you become a little bit more guarded. You're a little frustrated. You're not as open. Uh, you're less engaged because your mind is elsewhere thinking on how else you could have handled that scenario. I think that still happens to an extent in a different world. It's just not a face-to-face -face interaction with a stranger necessarily, if that makes sense. Now, I get you. For me, face-to-face -face interactions with, let's say, a customer versus a coworker always different 
Um, I could sit here and, and and talk about how I hate certain coworkers, but I've never really had a very bad customer experience that set me off and ruined my day. It was always coworkers that could do that to me. <laughs> Maybe wow. because I knew them better, right? Or, or I got to know them better than the customers. I think it was like the expectation a, you had for them. Right. And with customers, I knew they were going to ask dumb questions. Um, <laughs> for instance, you know, like Kyle, I'm sure you, so had, you had this. A very low you and I both. For your customers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you and I both worked in electronics, big box stores. Yeah, And you've always got that one joker that comes in, and they're quite serious. They go, where's your electronics section at? <laughs> yeah. It they always happens. It. Mm-hmm. They don't think about it. So you all you kind of expect that they're going to have a dumb question when they come up to you uh, right away. <laughs> so I've, I've got a low bar for the customer, but for the employees, I'm expecting a different um, kind of interaction with them. And I... and when I see them doing something that I wouldn't do, or if I see them um, treating me in a, in a way that I view as, as unprofessional, that could set my day off a lot worse than a customer coming up to me being stupid. Because, you know, customers, I don't consider that really stupidity. I consider it just ignorance. They may not know what they're really asking, right? But with employees, they may be being completely unprofessional to you for, for you know, just hours in your day, whereas a customer, they're just rude for a few minutes. You let that negativity okay. creep into your life. And that's man. the thing, yeah. Exactly. It, it's so easy to let that kind of negativity. It, it's like a slow burn, right? You're, you're in a, a pot of boiling water. It's cool when you first get in, but then someone turns on that pilot light and lights it on the lowest setting, and over time, it starts to cook you. Like a frog. Yeah, like a frog. The frog doesn't jump out because it's, you know, just gradually getting used to the temperature of the water increasing. Mm-hmm. Then it just it dies. Recognize it. Well, then it becomes And that's, that's the thing parts of the with... World. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing with your work stresses and your work problems. If you let that stuff cook and build in your system for so long, eventually it's going to blow. It's like a tea kettle. All that water and that pent-up steam inside, it's eventually going to blow. So you've got to make sure that that does not blow over into your personal life outside of work. So what can we do to actually prevent that? That would be some good questions to have here. Um, and I do have a few steps that I like to take mm-hmm. so that I'm not taking my personal stuff home or, you know, my work stuff home into my personal life. Yeah, your boyfriend would be pretty upset. <laughs> You've never said anything before. <laughs> I just I just hold it all in. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> First, try making a list of what you have to complete. You know, at the end of the day, go back and you know what? I've got this and this I have to finish tomorrow. Just make a list of things you weren't able to get done that you have to get done the next day. Um, if you've got a job where it's not office-oriented, maybe you know, figure out what you're going to start on the next day to make your day better. Just make a list of things you have to do and make sure you're doing that. 
just go through the list. At the end of the day, update it with, you know, whether you accomplish those tasks. Give yourself something to go, hey, you know what? I accomplished most of the stuff on this list. I should feel happy about this. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, try to solve any problems you may be having with a coworker. Because you don't want those personal problems between an employee carrying over into your personal life where you go home and hey honey that bitch down the other side of the office man she was no just way. doing this to me you don't hey, you don't want to you don't want to bring that kind of negativity into your home or a podcast sure you do because this is where we talk about how we fix that kind of negativity right that we do my friend Glenn, that's what i thought do you do we do we need to have a discussion off air buddy Everything all right? Always. I'm Everything's just, all right. <laughs> no, I, I think I think those so. Are good you know, for instance, yeah, if you've got this problem with that person, talk it out with them. Try and keep it personal. You know, just professional. Hey, you know what? I've got this problem. Maybe we can talk about it. Maybe I'm just misunderstanding it. Don't let your emotions get involved. That's good. Hmm. What, so those are things that you do to prevent from bringing any of those altercations or the or the emotion from those altercations. Um, that that gives you a chance to, you. yeah, that gives you a chance to actually end the conflict that's causing the stress that could be bringing it home for you. Yeah, um, it's then, it's like a ten step process, really. I mean, you've you've got to you know make sure you know what you're doing at work. And you know what kind of problems you're having at work. You face that problem, right? And then you, you, you sort of take a step back and create a departure process, which is, you know, that's what I call the stress elimination, right? Find a way to get rid of your stress. Like if it's towards the end of the day and you're just about to leave, don't look at emails. Shut down your computer and make sure any task that you can do without emails or without looking at your computer Make sure that's taken care of. Make sure your your workspace is clean. That way, when you come in the ne- that next morning, that surface area is fresh, it's clean, it's giving you that first visual representation of it's a new day. So you're prepping yourself for like efficiency and just a fresh start in the workplace. Yes. It's literally that first psychological view of this is a fresh day, this is a fresh, clean slate, uh, there's no mess left over on my desk or in my emails. I'm, I've cleared out what I've got to clear out. I'm starting fresh as of right this moment. This is a new day. I think you should fucking quit. <laughs> <laughs> and this no. is something that I, I guarantee you Rohit could probably benefit from. Because I know uh-huh. he, he fails at this a lot. Uh-oh. Head for the door when you're ready to leave. And don't ding, ding, stop ding. by anyone's desk for a conversation. <laughs> but what does that have to do? What does that have to do with not bringing work home with you? Because those conversations, they may bring up an issue that you can't immediately fix, and that puts work in your brain as you're leaving. Uh, okay, so I didn't even consider that because when I look at Rohit, I think those conversations out the door are never 
professional conversations and our personal conversations on a on a personal level, relationship level, not a just professional relationship. Level. Now, be honest, Rohit. When when uh, when you worked at the same company that I'm working at, um, whenever you stopped by someone's desk, how often was it as you were leaving that they would bring up something work related? Yeah, a, a lot of times. A it's lot, just, right? Oh, while you're here, just a quick question. Right. And and that puts yeah. your mind back into work mode. It does, yeah. So okay. make sure when you're ready to leave, don't stop for conversations. Because coworkers will always bring up something that you can't immediately fix. Or even if it is something you can immediately fix with just a simple question. Glenn, I think you need to read them do I think you need to read that book, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> it, and to well, be seriously though, right? So so here's here's what I'll say. I, so I actually have a different perspective. A different I, I do yeah, I do the I D G A R A. I don't give a rat's ass. Oh, got it, got it, got it. So same, same thing, same thing. But I, I think I would say, you know, so what if they do? If you don't have an answer, you don't have an answer. And I think that you need to be okay as an individual with telling that person, you know, hey, I'm done for the day. Can we address it tomorrow? And if they get upset, that's their problem, not yours. Right. right. I think I think that maybe one of the things we can do is pick and choose our battles, right? And and that's not one you need to choose. But then again. Also think of what you're doing to that coworker that is still working. If you're stopping by their desk and conversing as you're supposed to be leaving, you're taking away their focus from their work. They're not getting as much done, and they're ending their day with less productivity and more on their mind. Oh, well, then you're, you're, then you're the asshole. Yeah, so it, any, it comes down to, stuff done. you know what, I, I, I try when it's the end of the day. <laughs> I don't want to sit by someone's desk and, and talk to them. Uh, if I want to talk to him outside of work, I'll talk to him outside of work, but I will not talk to him when I'm supposed to be leaving the building. Because you're ready to go. You're ready to get out. Yep. And I'm already doing my next step. I'm thinking about the events at home that I can look forward to or the yeah. people that I'm going to see when I go home. Hmm. Now, granted, for me, I don't have anyone in my in my wonderful house here. But I'm thinking of the things I've got to do. Okay, I'm going from this job to my next job. I need to get in that mental mode. Or I'm going home and today's my stream day. I'm going to stream for a little bit. I'm going to have a good time and let my viewers have a good time with me. So you're in transition mode. To move, to I'm move literally to in step. transition mode, so I'm not thinking about what's already happened in the day. I'm going on to the next thing, and I'm focusing on that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. The next yeah, step, wanna... spend a few minutes to unwind. Meditation is another way of putting it. Isn't that right, Rohit? I am strongly encouraging this. Meditate. Clear yourself out of thoughts of work, of anything negative. Just find a way to relax your mind. Unwind um, and de-stress. Mm-hmm. Allow your mind to forget all the problems that you've already gone through. Don't worry about work when you're leaving work. The only time you should be worried about work is when you're at work. It's worrying about something you aren't affecting while you're at home isn't going to change anything. Mm-hmm. It's only going to make it worse when something doesn't go right. Which is part and parcel to the next part. 
keep your mind off work and focused on your family, your friends, or whatever it is you're doing while you're at home. You're saying when you're home. When you're home, yes. Yeah. You've already de-stressed. You've already put your mind in a, in a different mode. You've got yourself ready to go home and do certain things. You've set yourself looking forward to those things. Make sure you're fully present in those things. Don't divide your your mental capacity or your emotional capacity between two different events. Yeah. Be truly present. Be truly present with the people you're with or in the event you're doing. Yeah. Only then will you be truly successful with it. You think that uh, having open communication as well with a significant other or family or or friend helps as well to instead of just coming home with let's say you're, you have a negative attitude you come home with a negative attitude every day you just bitch you complain about work or or a particular individual at work or several individuals at work um and and you're sort of unloading all that negativity on someone do you think if you feel that that still needs to be done, you still feel that you need to get some things off your chest, that opening up a conversation with, hey, I need to vent. Whoever you're talking to, you call a buddy, you go home to a significant other, you, you call a family member or whatever that is. Do you think that that would help so they can prepare themselves for that conversation mentally? Say, okay, hey, he just need, he's going through some shit. He needs to let it out. Glenn, I got your back, bro. Give it to me, what you need. Well, I've got this stress right now going on. Oh, oh, you, you weren't being, so you were using that as an example. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, man. <laughs> Both, buddy. I mean, clearly, you know, I'm here for you. I know you are. I know you are. Um, that That's actually a good way to do it. If yeah. you really are feeling stress and you can't find a way to let it go yourself, having someone you trust that you know is willing to listen to you, that can be a help. Just make sure they're they're in a good place to listen to you as well. Because you don't want to dump more fuel on their fire too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't necessarily know everything that they're going through. Um, and, you know, that, that negative energy can kind of create more negative energy for that individual as well. So it's, it's challenging. I think, I think communication is important. But also too, I, you know, I think we're bordering on, toxic relationship type of scenario and I don't mean an individual relationship or romantic relationship I'm talking the work relationship uh, if you feel like you get to a point where you have to take these measures every single day I would say that's a pretty toxic relationship and you should you should take immediate action to definitely to, to change if, it. if you're going through that kind of stress and it's constant there's one one of two things is present. Either you're not doing something right or the job is not taking care of you the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And it could even be a combination of the two. But that's where you have to start analyzing it. You know what? I've been going home with this stress and laying my problems on someone else for the last three, four, five, ten days, right? Whatever it happens to be, uh, I should take a step back and look at what's causing it. And if it's something that I can fix, the job can fix, 
or maybe I just need to look for another job. Yeah, I agree. Because nothing is unsolvable with that kind of questioning. You can sit there and say, oh, I'll never be able to find another job. No, you won't if you don't look. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> I hate Let's it when I hear really people, I can't find another job. There's there's no jobs out there. No, that's, that's, that's bullshit. That's an excuse. Mm-hmm. There are other jobs out there. Are you willing to take them to try something new? That's the question. Yeah, it's it's interesting because one of the things that I have done, and and I think you guys who have known me for about ten years now know, I I don't define myself by where <coughs> I work, and when whenever you meet someone, you know, hi, nice oh, to meet yeah. you. So, what do you do? That's one of the first questions is, what do you do? And there's so many reasons why I don't like that question because one, it brings up work and I'm defining you by your employer, by your employment, what your job title is, what your I'm, role is, whatever I'm you I'm deciding do. how important you are based on what your profession is. Yeah. 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 Ab- absolutely. Because, yeah. Like, you know, oh, I, I work – you know, at a restaurant. Okay. You know, what kind of restaurant? Oh, <laughs> yeah. fast food. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the judgments start. So yeah. I hate that question because I don't care where you work. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not trying to network. I just want to know who are you. So I'll ask questions about that. What are some things that you like? What makes you you? What makes you unique? And because we tend to define ourselves by where we work we tend to take that with us everywhere we go i'm always wearing the name badge that says hi i'm roth rahila i'm employed at x and when you do that you don't have a clear separation uh christina for example you know for her she manages all of the social media stuff for the city of newcastle She's always monitoring their, their Twitter, their Instagram, their Facebook, because, you know, she has come to define that as a responsibility of her job, even though it's not. But because she's assigned that in her mind, she feels like in order to be the best employee, she must do those things. Whereas for me, I can tell you, I'm really thankful for where I work now. I really enjoy it. I'm surrounded by great people. I mean, I'm just having such a blast. But I don't care about the company more than I care about myself. And I think that's at the heart of what we're talking about is when you care more about the company that you are employed with more than you care about yourself. Because I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any stress whatsoever in your life, Chances are it's related to your employer. If it's about money, there you go. If it's about not getting enough free time, there you go. If it's about having too small of a house, there you go. All these things are related to where you work, and you need to have a clear separation. And the the two ways that you could do that is, one, 
what are you doing on your commute home? If if you are just listening to music, then you are not being present and you are not making a clear separation between work you and personal you. You can tell me all you want that that's how you relax. I don't care. You need to come up with some ritual that gets you out of the work mindset and into a different mindset. So for yeah, me, music is when, just temporary. It's a distraction. It's not. It's not a transition to a new mindset. Yeah, like for me, what I do is, you know, I think I've I've shared this a couple times. When I get out of my car in the morning, the first thing I do when I'm walking towards the building is I look at the logo on the building for the company where I work, and I say, you know, I clap my hands. I say. Okay, company, let's make you some money today. <laughs> okay, company. <laughs> and <laughs> what that does is that puts me in a different mindset. I'm no longer Rohit the individual. I'm Rohit the employee. And then at the end of the day, when it's time for me to become Rohit again, as soon as I step out of that building, <coughs> I throw my arms back. I tilt my head up into the sky. If it's If it's sunny... I, I absorb the sun. If it's raining, I let the rain hit me on my face and I just boom. All right. Now it's me. I can leave everything behind. There's that clear distinction between the employee me and the personal me. And I recognize that I am more important than where I work. And I think for people who don't take the time to really invest in what makes them happy on a deep fundamental level, they tend to define who they are by where they work and take pride in their work and start defining their accomplishments by the work accomplishments instead of life accomplishments. Lack identity. I think that's a problem for people just in general, right? Is, is identifying who they are as an individual. I think uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people search their whole lives to find themselves and to be enlightened enough to be completely comfortable and secure in who they are. Uh, so I think that is just a problem in and of itself. And then all of a sudden now you have this thing that consumes you 40 hours a week or more that you're told you have to do because you're told you have to buy a house and put groceries on the table or whatever else. Right. And then you just get lost and consumed and you stop searching for yourself and you begin to identify yourself with whatever it is that you're doing. Sad, mm-hmm. sad. Oh man. Well, Glenn, this has been good so far. It's a very powerful topic because it's something everyone does. Everyone yeah, goes yeah. through it. Separate church and state, man. Oh, there's so much misrepresented there, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want you want you want to bring us a close on this one? Why not? Well, folks, we discussed some, uh, and you know, I'm I'm going to take the Kyle two minute takeaway and turn it into the Glenn one minute forty nine second takeaway. <laughs> Being more efficient. That's right, more Watch. efficient. Eleven seconds in proficiency. 
Exactly. So we discussed some uh, some issues with bringing work home br- home with you, letting it infect your life, because it is an infection when you bring it from work into your own personal life and allow it to affect your relationships. We talked about some clear steps you can take to help you get out of that work mode and out of that rut and out of that toxic environment. Seven quick and easy steps. Make sure you take the time to separate yourself from the work and be present where you are with who you're with. Don't let toxicity creep in. And I think you'll find your work life and your personal life will improve from there. So with that, thank you for listening the GYST podcast. Make sure you go to our website, check us out on social media, wherever you listen to your your favorite podcast, us, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you share us out with your friends, family, people who might be needing this kind of message, or heck, if they just like listening to podcasts. Till next time, thanks for being here. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.